A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Smackdown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Smackdown, but also Monday Night Raw, NXT 2 by oh, oh. AW AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events, backstage fights, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bigger quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to uh, look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night SmackDown and all the fallout from Clash at the Castle, which, to be honest, feels like it was about a month ago. Certainly does. What a week. What a week. It is Friday morning in the UK, and I am luxuriating in the death of Drew McIntyre's main event run within <laughs> WWE. Um, as I stayed in the building at Clash of the Castle... Adam Wilborn, we uh, we didn't come to blows at WrestleMania, but uh, we disagreed, yes. shall we say, on the value of what WWE had created um, with the Roman Reigns character. And then I tweeted shortly before Clash at the Castle that uh, for one, and this is key, one night, in tribute to you, in your absence almost, mm. I would raise that finger skyward and acknowledge him if he did what I believed needed to be done which was take the guy that walks around with the big sword and put him to it in front <laughs> of his own kind of people. <laughs> and that's what Roman Reigns did. And me and Sidgwick had, we sat next to each other at the show, and we'd had, uh, we'd had a bit of a chuckle earlier in the night at uh, Giovanni Vinci being reintroduced into something I've since called Gimperium because they're the <laughs> same stable but with their weird new names, all three of them. And it was like, oh, this is funny. Like, this guy that we kind of fell in love with on NXT 2.0, imagine now, like... This crowd that is reacting to everything, what would they do if uh, uh, Tiffany Stratton came out? You know, like one of our sort of yeah. stacks, and uh, you know, <laughs> one of our favorites from the 2.0 universe uh, just appeared in some like throwaway segment, and like, that feels like it was just for us. Mm. And then we only have to wait to the biggest finish of the biggest main event of the year for it to happen. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, um, it's it's not over for Drew. I'm not saying his WWE career is over, I'm not saying that the sky is completely fallen. But we did say beforehand that he didn't feel like the guy. Mm -hmm. But WWE had done, to their credit, an excellent job of cultivating the circumstances to do the result. 
if they wanted to do the result, you could kind of argue for it. You wouldn't have otherwise argued for it. If this pay-per-view was in Providence. Yes. Or Washington, D.C. Or... Queens. Queens. San Antonio, Texas. It wouldn't be true. So it wasn't his night. Uh, and I think going forward, the SmackDown previews are going to be hotter for it. I do still believe this was the right call. I agree. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been part of the ones for quite some time now. And I'll be honest, watching it back, I, I managed to avoid almost all spoilers from Clash of the Castle than the uh, rather... Uh, Highly publicized turn, let's say. A couple say. of people got in touch, didn't they? Did yeah. you find that? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I didn't mind that at all. That, that popped me huge. Um, but I avoided everything else, thankfully. And when he came out to Shigabay, Shigabay. I thought, oh, that's it. That, it's 100% it's happening tonight. I just want to say, by the way, very, very, very insular, deep cut office patter, making it on a main. So when I just tweeted the words, Shigabay, the people that dropped in with replies of, do you fear a gay? <laughs> Which is this sort of just random nonsense we've been spouting inside the office that must have crept onto a few podcasts. It's stuck on a podcast, maybe on the odd <laughs> news. Yeah, exactly. I was convinced that the title was going to change hands. And I was, you know, kind of okay with it. And I was like, ah, you know, Roman's, you know, obviously fully established now. Mm. But I just, uh, yeah, I, I I couldn't see past, well, to be honest, it's Cody for me. Cody wins the Rumble and takes him off from Mania. Maybe that changes going forward. You've got Braun now, you've got Karrion Cross, et cetera, et cetera. It just, yeah, I, I didn't feel it. And then Solo Sikoa. <laughs> Solo Sikoa. Uh, we'll talk about the bloodline in a second mm. and Roman Reigns because I feel like we should discuss Drew because for me... It's time to shake to your babyface gay. Yes. I would have one more match with him as a babyface, and that unfortunately involves him being fed to the guy who I think returned to action in ring for the first time in WWE on last Friday. It's all a bit all over the place. I didn't watch last week's SmackDown, understandably, yeah. um, in defeating Drew Gulak, and that is, of course, Karrion Cross. I'd feed Drew to Karrion. I'd give Drew off time off, maybe even, even until the Rumble, and then I'd bring him back quite possibly as a as a heel. What do you reckon? It feels the way to go, doesn't it? And we can now uh, analyse WWE logically. We can try and uh, see what we see on the screen and then try and imagine how these stories might develop without having to caveat everything with, but what side of the bed does Vincent Mann wake, on, wake up on that day? Drew McIntyre has lost in a high-profile title shot again. It's not the first time since the return of live crowds that we thought, well, here comes his moment and he doesn't get his moment. He set up this thing with Karen Cross, Triple H has, which was nice because it sort of provided a perfect red herring on the night. Mm-hmm. Karen Cross sat there looking intense. Um, some water at him, didn't he? He did uh, earlier in the show, uh, earlier in the match, and he sort of thought, right, there's that there's that glimpse that crosses there so that you can start getting excited for the finish and then the, to kind of throw like that red herring away, which was really cool. Um yeah, they've done a decent job of... I'm not a particular Karen Cross guy, but they've done a brilliant job of building him up as somebody to be yes. worried about on SmackDown, and he has to win. He has to win his big match. He kind of talk the big game that uh, Cross has talked. TikTok! Is this on? Since he came back, um, and then not have him win his first big match, you would assume it's going to go to Extreme Rules. Yeah. It's a fairly big, like, sort of B-show pay-per-view win for Karen Cross, uh, which a year on from his original main roster debut, he must be absolutely thrilled with that, by the way. And then, yeah, time off for Drew or a frustrated... How has it gone so wrong? I need to give it a rethink. I've been pandering to you people for too long. You weren't there for me when I was strumming my leg in three-man band and you were never there for me deep down. And all that nonsense, even though people were. People really were. They'll, that sort of heel turn. Each and every one of you. Uh, because surely this is untenable. 
Yeah. Surely this is untenable. You know, they're... Maybe you stretch him to be a part of some Survivor Series team, not red versus blue. Or do the old-fashioned five-on-five. Mm. We all hate one of the other five, basically. I just think it rewards... Like, Triple H has got a lot of things to rebuild. Yes. WWE's, like, sort of, like, top creative guy when it comes to the faith of the audience. And I think if you... Off, off the back, some big losses. Because that Tyson Fury thing, man, God damn it. What an absolute loser he looked in the... Re- <laughs> like, I'm not, not mean to be cruel and pile on Drew here, but what an absolute geek finish that was to show. Lex Luger, right? Did you think, did you think this camera's had gone off? Yeah. So my... Um, my cousin was watching live at home, and he messaged me saying, he just, the message was brilliant, because he was just like, uh, the Oasis thing aired, by the way. And I'm walking out the building, reading the set, what? Like this house show, send him home, happy conclusion, where Drew looks a complete clown, has actually been the way they've decided to send the show off the yeah. air. I could not believe it. I was assuming Barcode and Roman Reigns with his finger in the yeah. air. I, I just couldn't have seen it any other way. And uh, yeah, it was, when there was comparisons and not just because I like the wordplay, to Lex Druger, and the fact that he was a bit of a choke artist, and he had his bus all around America, then he beat Yokozuna by count out, and all the baby faces come out to celebrate, and it's like, I haven't got the job done. You didn't win, like, count outs are great in that, but you haven't won the battle. Yeah. At least he won. At least he won. <laughs> like, the whole point of Vincent Mann screaming at the end of the show was, uh, he's won by count out tonight, but ne- like he's shown that Yokozuna can be toppled. Next time, he'll take yes. the bet. What, like... What's what's the counter here? Is it like, uh, yeah, he lost the title, but at least he's got a decent karaoke in him. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I could not believe what I was watching for what has otherwise felt like a fairly sort of competent mm. product thus far. So, yeah, I, like, I could see maybe the heel turn coming uh, in time for Crown Jewel versus Tyson Fury. That's in November. Oh, I didn't think of that. A big Saudi Arabian match, maybe. Um, Drew can come out in a Newcastle United shirt, perhaps. Just, like, <laughs> anything like that where they believe it to be big time would immediately sort of vindicate a little bit the result and ha- make people have faith in, well, he hasn't just lost to lose. He looks like a geek right now, but the long-term plan is this. Yeah. And reminding people that, like, well, because we always say it with AEW, like, trust the process. It's going to take forever to come back in WWE, isn't it? Like, mm. let it play out, as you joke about. It's going to take so long to come back in WWE. Yes. that I think moves like this are going to help that. Yeah, exactly. Um and then, yeah, it's just the right springboard for, for carrying cross, it feels, going mm. forward. Um, like you say, being Drew Gulak on SmackDown is one thing, but his first pay-per-view match, you need him to be dominant. And then, yeah, you can have him be in a successful Survivor Series got team. got more Drews from a beat on, on Ruth? <laughs> um, Can't think of any. I've got yeah, a, <laughs> I'll save that for later, maybe. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the Bloodline. Mm. Uh, a new member. Um, another oos for a... Uh, for Sami Zayn to try and chum up with, basically. Yeah. But we, to be fair, when we were reviewing him on, on 2.0, we always said he's ready. Yeah. Like, there's a few people down there. Uh, your mind goes to, obviously, Carmelo Hayes and, mm-hmm. and a, a select few others that are more than ready to make that leap to the main roster, especially now how much easier it's going to be under Triple H. Mm-hmm. And I think he was a, a welcome surprise. It, look, it was as kind of like wacky as it might have appeared on the surface that this 2.0 character, that let's be honest, like outside of thankfully us and our listeners when it comes to 2.0, it doesn't feel like that's got much penetration amongst the wrestling fans. Yeah. So like Solo Sokoa might have been, like he looks, obviously, you know, he looks like yeah. a member of the family. So people would have been able to put two and two together. But otherwise, like you're wondering who the hell is this guy? The arrangement of that was quite brilliant, in fact. So it is announced that Zayn and the Usos haven't travelled because of injuries sustained. Mm-hmm. Paul Heyman is still selling the F5 from SummerSlam, and Roman Reigns is in Wales completely alone. 
so Drew McIntyre can feel like it has to be tonight. Tonight, has to be, I've finally got you on your own. So for Roman Reigns, we all, we've always said this, the magic of Roman Reigns is the menace of who he can be when he absolutely needs to turn it on, but the cowardice that he tries to mask mm. now that he's kind of got this fragile hold on everything, right? And now the storyline is that knowing that he was traveling to Wales alone, he's put a call in to a, an oose that he's otherwise never really given a toss about because he needs a body. He needs one warm body on his side in Wales. And that's pretty good in-character thinking from Roman Reigns. Yeah. And, it's, and I think that's, that's headcanon. I think that's something that you apply to the story is like Roman made the call. And then he, he frames it as like, I'm so happy to welcome Solis Coat to the bloodline. But really like, oh, nobody else. <laughs> like, yeah. there, was a, like, there was that scene on SmackDown last week. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, Roman gets out the car for a celebrate night and Drew boots him straight away. Oh, wow. Because nobody else around him. And that's like the sort of, and then obviously the bloodline catch him up and all that kind of thing. But like, so, so, like, when Roman's alone, he's exposed. Yes. Andrew can get him. So they've played into that, and it's like he's alone in Wales. He's exposed, and he's found somebody at the last minute to help him out. So there's a lot of fun you can have with that. And as you say, um, the Sami Zayn stuff is just a delight. It's not just Sami Zayn finally gaining the approval of Roman Reigns. Approval in inverted commas. He needs him. He needs him to take claymores yep. and whatever. It's the fact that Jimmy Uso is starting to quite like him. Like, I feel now, <laughs> like, me and my wife have... Um, disagreements over if the ifs and I always lose these disagreements like it's that office joke Ty goes to the girlfriend Ty goes to the wife too like about mm. getting pets right the kids will sometimes ask about pets and I just I'm not I don't like animals anyway but I'm just there's expense there's uh, admin there's the kids getting bored of the pets yeah all of these cliche things about pets but like my wife likes dogs and has always like sort of tried to like every now every sort of two three years drop it back into the conversation something like that and uh, honestly at the moment I kind of feel like Jay Uso like, it's not happening. It is not happening. And Jimmy's like, yeah, God, he's all right. he's all right. We can make this work, can't we? This this family can absorb the Sammy Zane. And Jay's, nah, guy's an asshole. Like that, <laughs> that's me. That's me. Like I'm the opposite of Kenny Omega. I'm doing nothing to help the dog. Like that. It's just like <laughs> uh, I love this dynamic where like and like what's the great about it is that like Sammy can see it's happening, but it's the particular way Jimmy has been charmed by him. It's like. He's all right, isn't he? Yeah. It's not like he's like physically part of the fight. It's more just that this guy cracks me up. Yeah. Like as if he's never ever seen Sami Zayn in his life. And this strange <laughs> guy has walked into the bloodline. I think this dynamic is absolutely fantastic. I look forward to Solo Sokoa's inclusion in it. Mm -hmm. I, I imagine Paul Heyman is on his way back too. So the bloodline can be whole and they can do the whole. Things have never been better to be in the bloodline. Roman Reigns, if I'm not mistaken, is off extreme. We're back to uh, Reigns' season in terms of his schedule. That makes uh, sense, yeah. He uh, won't be fighting at this one. There's a good chance we're not going to see him in anything big till Crown Jewel or Survivor Series. So, like, it's maybe it's time for the rest of the bloodline, perhaps, to step up and have some fun with this in the absence of Roman. And, of course, you, we're beginning the the sort of the slow road to Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos. Exactly. Which is, which is a cool story underpinning all this as well. This isn't just going nowhere. For a change, I'm optimistic about Roman at large because for the longest time, it just feels like this company doesn't have heels. Now it does. Sorry, baby faces. Now it not only has challengers, but there's a side story within the stable that you can kind of keep an eye on anyway. Yeah, and I think, like as you say, in terms of Roman being missing from the pay-per-view, I'm not going to try and excuse it, but I think Drew versus Karrion Cross is a big enough main event to, to carry something yeah. like that, along with you know, a multitude of other matches, Bailey versus Bianca Belair yeah. over on Raw, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe Ronda Rousey, who we'll be talking about mm -hmm. in a few minutes as well. Um but yeah, tonight, I'd, I'd like Roman to be there tonight. I'm not going to hold my breath because, you know, like you say, see ya. Yeah. See you in a few months sort of thing. But I would like one more 
bloodline, full lineup. Maybe not with Paul Heyman. Maybe with Paul Heyman. When Roman Either lets way, Sammy sit in his big chair. <laughs> I want I want them to be saying tonight we introduce another honorary oose. Well, just, just an oose, actually, into the bloodline. And maybe they've got a, is it a lay, they call yeah, it, that yeah. they put. And Sami Zayn steps forward thinking it's going to be him <laughs> for all of his hard work in the bit. Like, you know, in all the build to uh, a Clash at the Castle, this guy was integral. Yeah. Out of the way, is Solo Sokoa sort of thing. Heartbreak. You, look, if you pause it, you can see the moment his heart breaks. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's what you do. It's, and like you say, now we're just, I don't know whether it's going to be Mania or the Rumble or even sooner than that. But like you say, we're on the road to. Usos probably losing the tag titles to Owens and Zane if I'm booking it. We feel well, and this is the thing, right? So my biggest complaint about Roman Reigns, and to be fair, the bloodline in general having all the belts was that they are so WWE were so obsessed with that, they never once thought about the next move. What is the point of strapping up your heels with all the belts if you've not got the baby faces in the back of your mind? You don't have to have them right right now, but you've got to have them in the back of your mind. It just never felt like they had a target. We have a tag team that are the perfect team to beat these, like the perfect team to beat the Usos. We often talk about how different WWE is to to many, many moons ago when we first started getting into it. And mm. the the long-term planning you'd least hear about of like, right, we're positioning someone around Survivor Series mm-hmm. so that in five or well, you know, by WrestleMania, he's going to be in position to win the title. I feel like right now, touch wood, no one do anything. I feel you've got night one main event, night two main event, Two huge world title changes. Baby faces winning it. Baby faces who can win the Rumble. Yes, this is all caveated by Becky and uh, Cody, yeah. as the people I'm thinking of, in case you're wondering, recovering from their injuries in time. As well as, a t- like you say, a massive uh, baby face tag team title switch at Mania. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all kind of falling into place. The whole point with Roman is we always said, I don't want him to be the Rock. I love the Rock. He's my favorite wrestler of all yeah. time. But he can't be the guy because mm-hmm. he d- doesn't need that. And he doesn't necessarily have to give it to someone who needs it. But he just doesn't feel like the right person. Yeah. But like Cody at Mania winning the world title for the first time. Mm-hmm. Becky and Ronda having the match we've wanted for, what would it be, four years? Yeah. And the right dynamics, so babyface, heel. There's a run as well. Sorry um, to interrupt that sort of thought spiral. But there's a run for Roman now as well. Owens keeps mentioning how he would have ended this months ago, a year, a year ago, had it not been for cheating. There's a title shot coming Owens' way because the drama of that is going to be what Sami Zayn going to do. We've already seen a tease of that, you know. What's, what will Sami Zayn do in that position? Will he help? Will he hinder? All that kind of thing. So there's a run with him. Seth Rollins never lost the Royal Rumble. And he's getting baby-faced. I'd be amazed if he wasn't this year's Royal Rumble opponent. Yeah. Like, I think they'll go again. One year on, I'm going to I'm going to fix what went wrong last year, Roman. I'm going to beat you this time. I had you last year, and I'm going to get you this time. And he can. he's a perfect loser. Or, or... Try this one on for size world one, right? Seth Rollins defeats Roman Reigns. Oh yeah, like for this the Reigns well. for the Reigns Rock Cody Seth yeah. double at, at WrestleMania. You know, like there, it's I know, like on paper, Seth Rollins is the guy that ends the Roman Reigns thing. Yeah, but what you get in the aftermath of all of that with the Seth Rollins Cody yes. title match, Cody winning the Rumble gets you back there, and then Reigns and Rock can just be oh. can just be Reigns and Rock. That we are talking like this is the point of. Better storytelling is a, is the <laughs> yes. point of improvements. I uh, you had me on Survivor Series there. You got my mind fizzing, 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 fizzing. Team Raw versus Team SmackDown with captains Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. <laughs> and Roman being like, hold it down for SmackDown, Sammy. This is all right. This is the blo- this is bloodline territory. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Now, another person we should mention who could be the person to, to take the title off, off Roman. It wouldn't be my choice, but he is back. He made a dramatic return on Monday Night Raw. It is, of course, Raw! <laughs> Braun Strowman is back, uh, and he announced his intentions to come to SmackDown, and he's probably going to put someone through a barricade tonight. Yeah, um, if he can stay on his feet. I <laughs> didn't mind the Braun Strowman thing. It's, there was a lot I didn't like about it in terms of the people that he decimated. We'll get to that in a second. But you do bring Braun back to decimate people. Right? That's the, Immediately, you've got to re-establish the character for those that remember him fully. You kind of have to a little bit introduce him to those that might have just switched on yesterday because there's plenty of people that switched off over the Braun Strowman years that had nothing to do with Braun, but they were already gone. So there is a certain element where you've got to reintroduce as well as re-establish. So I'm not surprised that they've gone down the route of him just wrecking dudes because mm-hmm. it worked so well the first time. I like that he's going to SmackDown because he's unaffiliated to either show, but he wants to cause chaos and destruction. It's good monster stuff. I really hated that the tag division were made victims of. Yeah. So I would have just gone down the route of 24-7 losers, right? You've got, if you need bodies, if you just need warm bodies, you have Braun batter them. I saw a great tweet that suggested he should come down, wreck all the 24-7 goobers and rip the belt in half. Great, right? Absolutely brilliant. So much more you can do with that that isn't as damaging as a, a like project that you've got ongoing, which is trying to fix so much of what's broken in WWE. I'm going to, just for the benefit of this preview and for tonight's episode, give them the benefit of the doubt if he does it to yet more tag teams on SmackDown tonight and then his intentions, bizarrely, are to get Nicholas on the phone and regain the tag team titles. Uh, and that's why he's been targeting tag teams. Um, it's... 
just so it's a way to have him because at the moment, if he's a mid card disruptor, then Gunther or Bobby Lashley, who are being massively protected by Triple H in the absence of Roman Reigns as kind of each brand's mm-hmm. top singles champion, kind of have to be fed to him. So maybe the logic is Braun is back. It's probably not going to be Nicholas Cohn, but Braun is back and tag teams are on notice. And by the way, he's bringing a partner. And, you know, this is a. Uh, Or, if not him, uh, Eric Redbeard, another guy that's been wrecking wrecking dudes in those, like, tag... Like, of all the guys that are getting signed, and he works his ass off in those matches and doesn't get hired. Like, what if this is... If he attacks all the tag teams, I will forgive Raw. That felt quite egregious. Mm -hmm. Felt very Vincey. Yes. Tag teams mean nothing compared to my monsters. Like, maybe there's a point to that. If it doesn't happen, if he just, I don't know, decks the maximum models for the patter... I'd be like, no, they're just being lazy with Ron. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i not yet back at, what was he, was it 2017 when he was at his peak, probably? Oh yeah, when Ron. he got the measure of Roman and he was tipping cars over. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm not back grappling, to that level grappling yet. And as a, re- sure. as a result, I'm thinking, maybe Gunther beats him. <laughs> because then he, on the road to WrestleMania where I'd dethroned Gunther, I don't know who it'd be. I'd have it be a smaller guy, unsurprisingly. Mm. Um, like, imagine if he beat Braun. That's why I'm picking Gunther over Braun. Maybe you do Gunther versus Braun at WrestleMania. They're just mm-hmm. that is the unstoppable force meets the immovable object for me. Yeah. But I don't think I don't I think Gunther has a better match with a smaller opponent. I mean, look what he did with bloody Sheamus. Oh my Oh my oh, yeah. yeah. As uh, we we're recording, we are awaiting the uh observer to drop to see if we've in the office have collectively thought that Meltzer might go five on it. Yeah. Rare WWE five star it was that good. Um but yeah, I, I just want to see Braun wreck dudes again because mm. that for me is getting me back into Braun Strowman. Yeah. Um, I don't really need to have him have a direction for the time being. He's in that sweet spot when he's just come back, hasn't he? He's not got to go in there and feud with a Drew or a Carrion or a, certainly not a Roman yet. Mm. Um, so I don't know who exactly it would be. Almost. Someone, someone stepping up who you're like, yep, you're getting your ass beat because mm. it's an obvious first, uh, first hurdle. Maybe at the premium live event but yeah. uh, excited to see him back what's the deal with ronda rousey right now so it's weird right because i missed all this and thought oh just you know it's just going to be a go-home show for the premium live event and then about two days ago saw a clip of postman pierce calling her a bitch yeah so it's very strange this all starts back at SummerSlam with that disputed finish with Liv morgan that has gone fundamentally quite wrong for wwe mm-hmm. um Liv morgan looked like a somebody that had won via banana skin mm-hmm. and celebrated it, which is always toxic for a baby face. Toasting, toasting the bit. We said it about Bobby Lashley when Roman ran in for him against Brock. He's walking down the aisle like he hasn't just been gifted this belt. It's bad, a bad look for a baby face to celebrate an ill-gotten win. But Liv Morgan's done it anyway. And Ronda Rousey, subsequently, who was getting booed in the buildings, uh, and we did say the, the heel turn was the wise move, mm-hmm. has been cheered as the person that was screwed <laughs> yep. as, as a result of that SummerSlam finish. So we have the weeks that follow. And the uh, the fans have accepted Ronda as the wronged party. Ronda herself feels wronged, goes and kicks too much ass and gets herself arrested, gets herself fined, throws the money out there, fines are nothing to me, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Anti-authority, but in a way where people are actually backing her, meaning you've got more of a Stone Cold Steve Austin vibe yeah. than somebody that just like, the, the fans aren't going like, yeah, Adam Pearce, get this uncontrollable ass kicker under some control. <laughs> we want less ass kicking. No, it's, it's the strangest vibe. Liv Morgan has suffered through this because she found herself on the wrong end of booze against a heel, Shayna Baszler, 
the atmosphere was like the deadest of, it was in otherwise a hot night mm -hmm. in Clash at the Castle for this women's title match because people weren't enough behind Liv. Apart from, um, remember when we were at Stand and Deliver and there was a girl near us that was just banging to loads of the wrestlers. Yeah. A bit of like paternal instinct came over me in Sidgwick when we saw a young girl and we were quite high up. Like wrestlers, you know, they're not going to see you, but like this young girl had like a Liv Morgan paper sign. Oh. And we were thinking, oh God, she needs to win. Like, we can't have Shayna breaking her arm for this little girl. And she did. So like that one little girl would have been really happy. Um, Glad someone was. Yeah. <laughs> but Shayna loses. And we kind of thought, are they just going to, it's Triple H just going to race the Shayna Ronda just for the hell of it. But it appears like they might have baby faced Ronda Rousey mm -hmm. at the worst possible time. So I... That long-winded answer to your question, what's going on around Ronda Rousey, I don't know. She's reinstated. Reinstated, uh, but, and back to work. However, they really do sooner or later need to get her over as a heel. And I don't know the move because everything she's doing at the moment is actually earning her more respect with the crowd than she had pre the loss to Liv Morgan. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously I would have booked to have Shayna Baszler win the world title <laughs> at Clash at the Castle, mm. but they've not done that because... Can never have nice things when it comes to Shayna Baszler, apparently. After that elimination chamber, which was perfect many, many moons ago. Anyway, so I don't know whether this will work, though, because I, I do do the title switch at Extreme Rules, put it back on Ronda Extreme Rules, yeah, and set, and have, have Liv Morgan be the one to face up and be like, all right, you know, you think I can't be as badass as you? Let's introduce some weapons into this and have them have a legit, like, wow, these two are really gunning for it, and Liv's really gutting this out. And you can do the arm stuff or not. It don't really matter to me. But then have Ronda win. My concern would be people are like, yeah, kick some more ass because it's great. You have to have them pity Liv. Mm. So she loses a really hard-fought battle, and then Ronda's like, I'm going to put you on the shelf now. Yeah, Like, do something we haven't seen before. I don't know what it is. That's for once is your uh, decision, WWE. Because I've seen someone wrap a chair around someone's arm or leg or mm -hmm. throat even. Do something that looked like, oh, God, that's it. Lives out. And you can bring her back at the Rumble and she'll get a pop at the Rumble. It's Liv yeah. Morgan at the end of the day. But something safe, obviously, but something really horrific to make you go, oh, that's a bit far under. And then you have her be like, I thought you wanted me to kick ass. And yeah, that's yeah. how you... Because you can't suddenly be like each and every one of you tonight on SmackDown because it's just not going to work. No, I think that's it. The cruelty is what you're pitching. Exactly. Cruel, cruelty. It's This is why uh, baby faces are so important and why decades of making them dweebs is such a disastrous move. Mm -hmm. Because when you pitch a situation like that, perfect. Get to heal over in any 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 sort of town, any state, anywhere ever, people understand the language of cruelty and violence being bad, mm -hmm. being fundamentally bad traits. Problem in wrestling is that unless you've got the baby face that people love absorbing such cruelty, it's easier within the herd mentality of a wrestling crowd to just cheer the cruelty. Mm -hmm. How many times have we seen that? How many times have we seen an absolute beating laid on a baby face, but the baby face is such a nerd that everybody's like, I just like the violence, I'll have more of that, please. Triple H at SummerSlam, anyone? Yeah. I mean, I've been broken. I'm going to have to retire forever. Ha, get away. Brock's here. Everybody Nelson Munson him off the, like, as the pay-per-view goes off the air. Like, it's just the the reality that WWE has found itself in for not having anywhere near enough sympathetic baby faces, and one they did have in Liv Morgan, they're kind of cocked up. Mm -hmm. So it is, a, it's a, like, I will say this for Triple H. I am enjoying his version of WWE enough that the Liv Morgan situation stands out as a canny big botch yeah. compared to, like, I don't love all of it, but I can see the stuff that he's working on and the things he's trying for. Mm -hmm. And that feels like this huge error in hindsight that that was a fairly obvious one that you shouldn't have made. You could have, it didn't take 
are watching all these years or us thinking we're on some sort of podcast platform to be able to say, that's not going to work, mate. Yes. Like that finish is not going to work in the way that you think it will. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know how you get Ronda where she needs to be. Maybe now, because Shane is a more dyed-in-the-wool heel. And if you remember a few weeks ago, they had that little moment where it was like, Ronda was kind of saying to Shane, he used to be somebody, and that was what fired her up into getting this title shot yes. in the first place. Maybe the two of them just link up. Yeah. And, like, start taking out... You don't have a baby face that people care about a lot, but if they take out so many that they just become threats and they just become dangerous, that a baby face... That around Survivor Series season, the Bianca Belair has to stand up to them. Yes. You know, and then, like, Becky Lynch makes a heroic recovery from injury to run in to give her out. Whatever. Like, maybe that's the way... Yeah, not quite Shawn Michaels and Diesel, more sort of... Either Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels or Diesel and yeah. Diesel. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you're terrible together. And then you can have maybe even as a last ditch before WrestleMania, you know, Becky's got the the, the title shot. Mm. You have Ronda versus Shayna, maybe even babyface Shayna at this. Yeah. Uh, long term. I, th- I, d- I do think Ronda Rousey needs the belt, though. I think the Liv Morgan yes. experiment is... Uh, was All will be forgotten if she gets, I don't want to say this, injured, not shoot injured, work injured, Injured at Extreme Rules, drops the title, and you have a nice moment at the Rumble. Yeah, she can finish in like the final four or something as well. First night back, win some tag. We can win the tag belts, for example, at Mania. I think. I think they. It's not. The Morgan experience is not completely failed. No, just it's, right now. Yeah, I think that's it. It's not. Um, it's far from a like. She's not damaged goods or anything like that. We're not saying it's doomed. WWE doesn't have this sense of doom around it anymore. It's like if you. She's worked incredibly hard, and I think she's done her best to be that kind of like brand representative champion they like. You always see her with the belt slung over her shoulder, and like it's she's going, she's doing everything that has typically been required of a champion. I just think they might, second time around, have a bit more faith to book her with the conviction that she's got. Mm. Uh, now, finally, uh, we got some major news this week. Uh, it's been all over news outlets, not just uh, wrestling outlets, but just general sports outlets, really, because it was such a, a seismic moment. Uh, in the past seven days. Um, and a, a familiar face is disappearing from our screens, perhaps for good. Pat McAfee is <laughs> off uh, to do some commentary yeah. on American football. I think he's been an absolute revelation. I know some people aren't as huge of fans as him as I am, but I think he's been brilliant. I even love all the stupid American football drawing on the screen bollocks. Look at this twat right here, yeah. circling Baron Corbin's face. Um, but that means there is a vacancy next to a, I think I'm going to say this, resurgent Michael Cole. Yeah. So who takes that spot? Because genuinely, this is quite interesting to me. Because previously, it'd just be like, oh, they'll just get bloody Jerry Lawler or Booker T or give someone it, like give that. Give it Corey Graves at the end of the season. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like, Ugh. But this is a new era of WWE, and there's so many possibilities opening in front mm-hmm. of us. Am I an Ikea toolbox because I'm turning the screw out of Wilbur Nigel? Uh, no, I'll get that one out of the way first because it's going to be an elephant in the room otherwise. Um, Mauro Ronaldo was obviously a favourite of Triple H and to many, and a favourite of many people as well. I liked him. Not me. Uh, but the, vo- uh, the voice of a very popular period for NXT and then those, some of those big takeover moments and indeed the beginning of the Wednesday Night War, he was kind of relied upon to be this familiar voice that a lot of people loved. Why I don't think it will be him because I think it's a... a a name worth addressing in yes. light of Triple H. You can't, it's two play-by-plays, isn't it? Like, Moro coming... Even when, like, Vince didn't like Moro and there's about 15 people at that SmackDown desk and, like, Tom Phillips had to sit there on an awkward chair and that. <laughs> Moro was still the play-by-play. Yes. He wasn't just a voice at the table. Michael Cole has really impressed... I, like, I've liked Michael. I'm not in backflips or anything, but I've enjoyed Michael Cole clearly working mm-hmm. with more freedom. He, kn- he knows this job inside and out. And 
without direction, he's able to just treat himself every once in a while, and that's what's happening here. Um, in terms of a, a shout that I believe A, could do the job well, B, would represent a kind of unique opportunity for somebody that deserves something, and a decision that I think would please a lot of people for a not very nice reason. I'm going to go with Happy Corbin. Yes, I've seen this suggested. Now, there's a nice bit of LTST between him and McAfee. It's like, well, I was better than you in the ring. That was a fluke. That win you got of me was a fluke. I was better than you in the ring. I kicked your face off. When I kicked you out of that seat, I knew eventually I'd literally be kicking you out of this chair, and now I've got this job. Um, Corbin's got... Corbin is perfect as somebody that backs the heels. He's definitely, definitely developed his charisma within this Happy Corbin character specifically, that it would be very easy for him for you to imagine him now just being this wise-ass guy that has yet again looked into a position um, that he, he would kind of come across as somebody that doesn't really deserve. He can be taken out of that chair as and when the time is right to have an in-ring story yeah. or an in-ring feud. Which he can pause for a while because he's yeah. doing it a lot. And the character needs a break. Yes. The character needs a break. from. He was like used to help um, rehabilitate Ricochet a little bit before Ricochet's gone down to help on 2.0. I just think this character has kind of gone as far as they can with it. Yeah. And slipping it. The, the comparison, and I like Happy Corbin way more than this comparison, more than I ever did this comparison, but the comparison, comparison would be JBL, wouldn't it? Yeah. That character was absolutely drained of everything in ring, but he instantly felt like a natural fit alongside Michael Cole first time around. I think you could do that as an antagonist, an antagonistic voice for Cole at ringside, somebody that just backs the heels to the hilt in that kind of Jesse Ventura, Bobby Heenan, Jerry Lawler way. I, I don't know. The more I've thought about it, the more I think it makes a lot of sense. He's, he's certainly a front runner for me for all the reasons you've laid out, especially because of his history with McAfee mm. and, and what have you. And, and I agree. And I think nowadays this isn't going to be the unbearable. I remember when Cole was a heel commentator oh, on yeah. all shows, and you were like, "You're meant to be like just the the voice of reason on here," and it's mm. it's just two and three and any other time, nonstop. Just oh, you make my ears bleed. But yeah. yeah. It'd be nice for, for I, th I like that as a touch. Other names obviously been suggested: Nigel McGuinness, yep. Wade Barrett. The British are coming. Mm, Wade Barrett would be an interesting one. Uh, he has, I think, he has done well in the face of a challenging spot. Yes, two point There was a series of about six to eight months where he was basically having to do his full time job as a commentator whilst being the I am wanking as I type meme guy. <laughs> like, that was a hard role, no pun intended, that he had. And to get a word in over Vic Joseph screaming was impressive too. So he's done the hard yards. Nigel McGuinness, similarly, had to sound enthusiastic while in a cavernous empty BT Sports studio watching a product that didn't exist. So he too has had, like, a difficult run. Either of them would be very deserving. I also wouldn't hate, you know, the idea... Michael Cole is such an anchor, that's an anchor, that you could easily do the guest commentator role every week. Mm. The rotating cavalcade of, like, you put one wrestler in a week. Bailey. And, but, <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Could you imagine? Shut up, idiot! Every five seconds. Every wrestler should try this job to see if they've got it. Yeah. Because look at the longevity of the careers of the ones that have. Kevin Every, Owens popping in. Every wrestler should be able to have a go at this. And Sami Zayn. The weeks that hit, we would, oh, we would, yes. we would remember... Like for weeks on end, oh, but that week he was on commentary was fantastic. That yeah. week she was, that week she was there doing that was so much fun. It would give these wrestlers suddenly this first avenue of like, oh, I could do that after wrestling. I could try this. Just had an idea. Mm -hmm. Who's on the shelf right now? Who's always entertaining? Who could step into the 
overhyped, not overhyped, that sounds like a backhanded compliment. Hyped. Yeah. Not mo- quite mojo ruling. Oh, I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Let's just say, I'm going to say giddy, to use a parent's expression. Yeah. Giddy, baby face, jock. Yeah. My name's Rick Boogs. Yeah. Oh, it's just, a good shout. It's, it's a really head. good shout, that. But if it's none of those names. It's time to play the game. It's, it's also not to me. It's been for two hours. You're a goddamn psychopath. Hey, but, Michael Cole. Every segment. <laughs> I have well, not played this game for a while. I have the WWE alumni page open in front of me. Yeah. Let's get a legend on commentary before we wrap this thing up. I'm what? scrolling through. Sorry, by the way, as well, Elliot Knight. Bumping on commentary. I am scrolling through uh, the alumni page. Mm-hmm. Tell me stop. Tell me you're on between one and four. And we may have to play this game a few times before we get a legitimate answer. But that is the person tonight, <laughs> officially, who will replace Pat McAfee for the time being on commentary. So that's making their return to yes. WWE tonight. Stop. You got that look in your face. Uh, three. Yes! <laughs> yes! A thousand times yes! What could I have won? Uh, there's a few people I'm not going to mention. All right. Uh, oh, one person I'm not going to mention. Um... I'm not actually going to say the others because you might work it out. Okay. I'm just going to announce yep. the person you have selected. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the person you have selected for commentary is, in a word, absolutely iconic <laughs> Peyton Bloody Royce on commentary tonight. Oh, he's smack bloody dead. He is not even working it. Mind, I would like quite like to see Perry Sutton give it a <laughs> That would be something. <laughs> oh, I was looking there and I was like, oh, okay, it's an interesting selection. Like you, you came close to yeah. to a to a Percy Watson, to a Page. There are some people that I wouldn't want taking anybody's seat <laughs> next to anybody called Michael, for that matter. No, indeed. There's Queen Charmel all around. There's Queen Charmel. Uh, Primo <laughs> Queen Charmel. <laughs> Primo Cologne. Imagine the Queen making a comeback. Uh, very nearly no way Jose as I scroll up. <laughs> Tony Mowbray. Tony Mowbray. Peyton Bloody Royce. Peyton Bloody Royce. Or Billy Bloody K, or both. Is Peyton Bloody Royce expecting a baby with Sean Bloody Spears? Oh, maybe, yeah. Do I get my iconics mixed I up? Is that you're right? right, yeah. Billy Kay's not there. It's Peyton Royce. No, Billy, Billy's not expecting, I don't think. Congratulations to Peyton Bloody Royce and Sean Bloody Spears. Good for them. If you weren't going to tune into SmackDown before, you definitely are now. Yep. Apologies to everyone's ears, but this is what we're well, back. It, it, I'm it, so it, good it, to be back doing excited this. Excited doing this. Isn't it? Do you know what? Like we've, This is the second week we've had to talk about this because the, the August schedule, man, the SmackDown preview was lost yeah. quite a few times to nonsense. Like, speaking of nonsense, it's not been a lot of spot. I feel like we're talking a lot about wrestling stories and <laughs> angles and characters. Like, the, it, Triple H has really, like, dialed back on this show being terrible, yeah. isn't it? What's going on? Fix this. <laughs> Hopefully more Maximum Male Models got about their defeat last week. Although yes, now that they've got Los Lotharios with them, you tell me there's a chance. I think Braun Strowman is absolutely destroying those guys yep, today. Yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and Sid, you're going to preview AW Rampage a little bit later on today. You've got WrestleCulture with the hashtag bloody quiz. And, of course, me and Hamflit will be back on Monday to review all of the action. But for now, uh, this has been the SmackDown Preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 